Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants, part of the Locked On Podcast family, your team every day. Patricia Trainer here with you, and it is Monday, June 28th. We are in the final week of the month of June which means pretty soon we'll be in July and pretty soon we will be at training camp. And I, for one, can't wait, but uh, we're plowing through this quiet time on the NFL calendar and uh, have a fun show for you today. We are going to talk about the 10 most pivotal giant players. These are guys who either through a combination of talent and or consistency could potentially sway the outcome of the New York Giants 2021 season. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a few names on this list that are going to surprise you. I put this list together. It's not in any particular order because, you know, all the names I think are just as important as as all the other names. But uh, there are some names that I'm pretty sure will surprise you. There are some omissions that I'm sure you're going to sit there and say, why didn't you include those? So really excited to roll out that list for you on today's show, which, by the way, is brought to you in part by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, Giant fans, let's start our list. Again, these are the 10 most pivotal Giants, players whose performance, uh, reaching their potential, all necessary for the Giants to have a successful season. Again, I chose 10 players. The list is not presented in any specific order of um, importance, so draw your own conclusions. Let's kick it off. Number one on my list, tight end Evan Ingram. Now, why tight end Evan Ingram? Besides the fact that a good tight end in the middle of the field is a quarterback's best friend. Now you're saying, okay, well, the Giants signed Kyle Rudolph. And if Evan Ingram continues to have concentration drops and just hurt the team the way he did last year, they they can, you know, Part ways with him, right? That's what you might be thinking. But let me put this to you, and I want you to think about it. Evan Ingram last year made it through an entire season, his first full season as a pro. Kyle Rudolph is going to be coming off of foot surgery. Now, ask yourself this, folks. What are the odds that both Evan Ingram and Kyle Rudolph are going to make it through every single game this coming season. We know about Evans' injury history. Um, Rudolph, again, with the foot, hopefully he's okay, but no guarantees with anything. What are the odds both of those guys are going to be available for every single game? Probably not very high. All right, so that said, there could end up being a scenario where Maybe Kyle Rudolph, especially in the beginning of the year, who knows if he's not ready, maybe now they're going to need Evan to step up and to play like the first round draft pick that they thought they were getting when they took him back in 2017. There may be times down the line where maybe Rudolph can't make a game or, you know, vice versa. I mean, the bottom line is, is you don't want to have a drop off at a position. 
so that if one of the guys goes down now, you, you know, you're, you're left there and you're saying, oh God, now what do we do? So, so I think it's important for Evan to just have his best year ever. Never mind the fact that this is a contract year for him, which it is. He's got to step up. Now, to be fair to Evan, he hasn't always been used to his strengths. You don't want to see him coming back for the ball. You know, you want to see him ideally run up the seam, go get matched up against linebackers and smaller defensive backs. That's where their the strength is going to be. And presumably, with Kyle Rudolph now on board, who can do some of those comeback routes and, and whatnot, they're going to be able to better utilize Evan's talents. So they, they just need to... A, use him properly, and B, have him deliver the goods. No more of these concentration drops or or screw-ups that we saw a little too often last year. Evan's got to produce. Regardless if Kyle Rudolph is on the field, regardless of who's on the field, Evan has got to produce. This is a make-or-break year for him, and I don't think there's any doubt about that whatsoever. Number two on my list, wide receiver Kadarius Toney. Now, I've seen the off-season write-ups saying that this kid's a bust, that he was a the bad pick, that the Giants shouldn't have picked him. I'm not buying any of that. I don't think Kadarius Tony is a bust. I don't think, you know, it's fair to call him that. What Kadarius Tony is, is a new, a fairly new receiver, okay? He's he's only really been playing the position, I think, for about three years. And there are still some nuances of the game that he has to learn at that position. And I think initially, if I'm the Giants, my plan with Kadarius Tony is to start him off as sort of like an apprentice, if you will, to Sterling Shepard in the slot. You know, let let the kid learn from a Sterling Shepard the positions and the nuances. And you know, he just he's not just strictly a slot receiver. I want to make that clear. I think Kadarius Tony can play on the outside as well. But Ideally, he is probably going to be the future slot receiver for this team once the Giants do move on from Sterling Shepard. But they need to have this kid learn the finer points of route running, of, you know, juking, just the little things that maybe are not quite as developed in his game. And when you talk about, you know, the Giants passing game, you've got Kenny Galladay, obviously, who's going to be the X receiver, the, the main man. Sterling Shepard will get his share of snaps and, and, and pass targets, as will Darius Slayton. Tony, if he can bring his game up to speed quickly, and again, I think he can do it. You know, he's going to get coached up by Coach Tyke Tolbert, the wide receivers coach. If he could bring his game up to speed, the Giants are going to really have a nice selection of receivers. And by the way, do I need to tell anybody that injuries do happen? So if God forbid, one of the receivers gets hurt. The last thing you want is to have a big hole in your in your receiving options. You want to have a guy who can step up and take on a bigger load. So um, that's going to be key for Kadarius Tony to pick up and learn as quickly as he can and contribute as much as he can initially. And I do think, again, his contributions in his rookie season, I- I'm not expecting him to to have the number of pass targets and and basically the same impact that an, an Odell Beckham Jr. had when he was a rookie here. But I do think you're going to see a fair and steady dose of Kadarius Tony 
And if he can especially get better at the route running, there were times, you know, running the routes he, where it looks like he rounded off the routes, you know, which added some time and messed up the timing. So if he could clean up all that, that kid's going to really, really help this offense. All right, folks, up next on the list, number three, Xavier McKinney, the safety. Now, last year, we got a little sample taste of what Xavier McKinney can bring to the Giants defense. And it was intriguing. All right, this is a kid who, remember, he did a little bit of everything in Alabama. And I just remember when people were bemoaning the fact that the Giants didn't draft Isaiah Simmons. And then, of course, they go and they draft Xavier McKinney. And, you know, I saw a lot of people, and we even said it at Inside Football, we said that that Xavier McKinney is like a poor man's Isaiah Simmons, but with a little bit more talent in certain areas. We didn't get to see enough of that last year because Xavier McKinney, obviously, with the broken foot and missing, you know, half the season, that kind of stunted his development. This year, though, I'm expecting big things from Xavier McKinney. This is a kid who's hungry. This is a kid who just, you could just see the fire. You could hear it in his voice. You can kind of see it when you watch him practice. This is a kid who I think is going to do some really good things for this defense. Like what, for example? Run support is going to be a big one. You know, I know when the Giants lost Dalvin Tomlinson, I thought, okay, what, what are they going to do about the run game, the run defense? Well, you bring these safeties up to the box, and guess what? You might not miss, you know, a Dalvin Tomlinson as much in that regard. Um, Xavier McKinney can also cover. So if you need him to drop back into coverage, he can turn and run with the best of them. All right. He could provide, you know, that, that underneath coverage or that umbrella coverage, the help, whatever you want to call it, to the cornerbacks. And there's just so many things they could do with him. And, and the other thing I'm curious to see is if they have him maybe do some of the star linebacker role, which is basically that pseudo linebacker slash safety role that uh, Jabril Peppers has played for the team at times. So I want to see how much they, they ask of McKinney in that regard. But overall, you know, I, I've said this before, the Giants have themselves three solid safeties for the first time in a long time. McKinney, Peppers, and Logan Ryan. And that combination is going to be really, really key for the back end of the defense because Patrick Graham, if you're Patrick Graham, the defensive coordinator, you're probably sitting there and you are probably drooling over the possibilities and the combinations and the different packages that you can put together with those three as your centerpiece. And I don't think it's any doubt that the safeties and the defensive backs, you could say the whole defensive backfield, but the safeties in particular right now are the strength of the New York Giants defense, of the New York Giants team for that matter. All right, Giant fans, we are three players in to our 10-player list of the most pivotal New York Giants for 2021. So we've got seven more coming up. But first, if you're looking for a healthy, delicious treat to satisfy your sweet tooth, you got to check out Bill Bar. Available in nut and nut-free varieties, Bill Bar has nine amazing flavors, plus the occasional limited-time offerings. Each Bill Bar flavor not only tastes good, but it's the perfect way to satisfy your sweet tooth with a high protein, low calorie, and low sugar treat. 
Visit BuiltBar.com and get 15% off your first order with the promo code LOCKED15. That's LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com for 15% off your first order. Hey, Giant fans, this is Patricia Trina, host of the Locked on Giants podcast. And with the NFL about to go on hiatus until the start of training camp, you can fill the days of summer with memories from my new book, The Big 50, The Men and Moments That Made the New York Giants. Covering every era from the Giants franchise's startup right through the most recently completed decade, the Big 50 New York Giants will give you an inside look at the most memorable names and events that have shaped the Giants franchise, many of the stories as told by the subjects themselves. The Big 50 is available in both paperback and electronic formats and can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever else you find books for sale. Get your copy today. And thank you for your support. All right, Giant fans, continuing counting down the list of the 10 most pivotal Giants, guys who were pivotal to the New York Giants' success in 2021. And again, this list is not presented in any type of order or priority. So let's pick up with the fourth guy on my list, and that would be defensive lineman Dexter Lawrence the second. All right, Dexter Lawrence, when we talk about the Giants' defensive front, we think of Leonard Williams, and rightfully so. Leonard Williams was the top sack getter for the Giants last year, had a breakout season, earned that big contract. Needless to say, a lot is being expected of Leonard Williams. But let's talk about Dexter Lawrence. This is a guy who to me, has kind of flown under the radar for the Giants since he was drafted. He was um, the second of, of the three first-round picks by the Giants in 2019. And this is a guy who I don't think gets, gets mentioned enough, but who can be such a pivotal player in that Giants defense. Now, the thing with Dexter Lawrence, he, number one, he's a, he's a big-body defensive lineman. And he is a classic plugger, all right? So he's a guy who's going to draw multiple team blocks. He's a guy who's going to create congestion in the middle of the field there to take away cutback lanes, to, you know, maybe prevent quarterbacks from stepping up in the pocket. He can do all that stuff. And he's shown the ability to do that. Dexter Lawrence is also a player who has enough athleticism and mobility to potentially push the pocket and rush the passer. But here's where things kind of, you know, fell off a little bit for, for Dexter. I should say, shouldn't say fell off, but still haven't quite clicked just yet. What Dexter hasn't quite done yet, and he's getting there, but we just haven't seen it on a consistent basis, is... We want to see him start turning some of these pocket collapses that he's created and finishing them off into sacks or, or pressures or hits or what have you. That part of his game hasn't quite materialized yet. It's going to get there. I, I really believe that. I mean, this is a kid who from his rookie season to year two trimmed down a little bit because he wanted to build up his stamina. And he was a solid performer for the Giants. You know, he he. He was the type of guy who I think you didn't really notice. And I'm not sure if that was a good thing or a bad thing. I guess it's a good thing because it meant that he was in there and he was getting the job done. He just needs to, I think, take that to the next level. And that next level 
is not only continuing, you know, to play the run at a high level, which he has done, but somehow converts some of those pressures, like I said, into sacks. And I think once he's able to do that, he's really going to take off in, in his role. And I just think this year is a good year for him to really do it. It's year three. He's obviously, you know, if you watch him, he looks comfortable in what he's doing. You just have to now break out and gain a comfort level in something maybe you're not as comfortable or proficient doing. And, and, and I think it'll come for him. I really do. Dexter's a hard worker, very coachable kid. And like I said, very underrated. So I think Dexter's going to actually surprise a few people and his contributions are going to be very, very important for the Giants defense as they look to go from being a top 15 unit to maybe being a top 10 unit this year. So keep an eye on Big Dex. He's going to, he's going to do some, he's going to make some noise for sure. All right. Number five on the list of the 10 most pivotal Giants. Rookie cornerback Aaron Robinson. All right, now this is an interesting one for me because when I was putting this list together, I said, okay, should I include Darnay Holmes? And spoiler alert, Darnay Holmes is on this list. And I'm going to talk about him a little later. But let me talk about Aaron Robinson, who played slot cornerback at at, uh, Central Florida, third round draft pick, You know, what are the expectations for Aaron Robinson? And in some ways, I wonder if Aaron Robinson's presence is kind of a um, a precursor, if you will, to what the Giants end up doing or not end up doing with Jabril Peppers. Now, in the last segment, I mentioned the star linebacker role. And could Xavier McKinney maybe fill some of that? I think in certain situations, yes, but I also think that if you're looking for a guy to play the star role, Aaron Robinson is a guy to keep an eye on. He's a little bigger in terms of his size. He's listed as six foot one, 193 pounds on the uh, roster sheet that the Giants passed out in the spring. So in terms of, you know, comparing that with Jabril Peppers, for example, who currently takes on most of that that star linebacker role. Peppers is listed as 5'11". Um, let me just double check that there because I want to make sure I'm reading the right line there. Okay, yeah, 5'11", 215. So ideally with your defensive backs and especially in that that star position, you, you want height, you want taller guys. And I'm just kind of curious to see whether or not Robinson plays that role a little bit more, splits some of those snaps with Jabril Peppers. And like I said, Xavier McKinney may see some of those snaps as well. You might see Logan Ryan take it. And I mentioned uh, Jabril Peppers about this because he's a guy who, as everybody knows, he's not signed beyond this year. The Giants are going to let him play out the contract, or so it looks that way. And... Will they be able to sign him next year? Now, that's that's obviously a whole different conversation that I'll have at another time. Real quick, though, if they have a new star linebacker, not star as in superstar, but the position star, that can step up and play some of that role that Jabril Peppers plays. If they can have a guy who can maybe, you know, 
do some of what Peppers does now. Already, Peppers is probably not going to be returning punts. It sounds like the Giants are going to open that that roll up to competition. So you just wonder if maybe down the line, the Giants are thinking, okay, look, Peppers is a great kid. He's a guy that, you know, has served us well. He's a talented kid. He's just, you know, he's hitting his stride right now. But given the cap situation the Giants are going to have next year, and it's going to be tough, folks. I know because I've I've looked at the, uh, I've done the preliminary numbers. You just wonder if maybe the Giants have, have made up their minds and said, there's just very little chance we're going to be able to resign Jabril Peppers next year. So we better start auditioning guys to do some of what he is capable of doing. Again, we will find out down the line. It's kind of premature for those conversations, but it's something to think about when you look at the potential, you know, use of the players that they have, the deployment plans, and so on and so forth. All right, number six on the list of the 10 most pivotal giants, guard Will Hernandez. Now, you're probably saying you can put any offensive lineman in that spot. Why Will Hernandez? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Will Hernandez is the only giant offensive lineman projected to start, that is, who is making a position switch. He's moving from left side to right side. He is a guy who I think we can all agree, after a fairly good rookie season, there have been some drop-offs in his performance. How much of that is a result of him? versus the coaching change, versus the position coaching he's gotten, versus COVID last year when he tested positive, all up for debate, all valid questions. But with Will Hernandez, a couple things of note here. Number one, if you look at some of the social media posts that have been uh, put up by Hernandez and by his trainer, Duke Manyweather, you can see Will has slimmed down a little bit. Last year, Uh, We at Inside Football made note of the fact that we thought Hernandez had gotten a little too bulky, a little too muscular for his own good. And what that did was that took away some of his mobility that he showed during his rookie season. You know, so when the Giants asked him to pull as a rookie, you know, he, he would do so and, you know, he would get to his mark. Whereas last year, when they asked him to come outside of the phone booth and do execute a pull or a trap, it always looked like Will was maybe a split second or two too late. And, you know, whether that was because he was nursing an injury, could be. I know he was nursing an injury. I think I saw uh, Manyweather might have said that, or somebody might have said that. I don't know if it was Manyweather, but I remember seeing somebody saying that he was injured uh, or dealing with an injury. Um, But look, when a guy is that bulky and that muscular, that slows you down. And so Will looks like he has trimmed down. And, you know, the Giants like to have athletic guys on their offensive line because they ask them to pull, they ask them to trap, they ask them to do all this fancy stuff. And if you're too bulky and you can't move and you're going to, you know, basically have your feet stuck in cement, you're not going to last very long on that offensive line. And you just... Looking at Shane Lemieux, who replaced Will Hernandez last year at left guard, Shane Lemieux could move a heck of a lot better and do what the Giants needed him to do as far as movement, you know, coming out and 
getting to the second level, you know, pulling and trapping and all that. So bottom line, Will Hernandez is in a contract year. You know, there's he hasn't quite lived up to that second round draft pedigree that he brought or, or he earned in the NFL. He's got to be better. And he's got the added challenge, like I said, of making the position switch going from the left side, which I believe he's played since high school, now to the right side. And the Giants are going to need him to really step up and not be the weak link of that offensive line. All right, Giant fans, we've got four more guys to go on our list. They are coming up in the next segment, and one of whom I guarantee you, you're going to be shocked and you're going to wonder what I've been eating or inhaling, but I assure you I have a reason for including this guy on my list. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. And with baseball season now in full swing, you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs. Head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. And when you open an account and use our special promo code Locked On, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Terms and conditions apply. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Giant fans, we have much more content coming up here on the Locked on Giants podcast. But first, let me take a moment to tell you about rockauto.com, a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. rockauto.com offers an extensive selection of auto and body parts for dozens of auto manufacturers, makes, and models all at competitive prices. Get what you need for your car or truck delivered straight to your door from rockauto.com's extensive and easily searchable catalog. And be sure to write in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. All right, Giant fans, you are listening to my top 10 pivotal Giants, guys who are key to the Giants' success in 2021. They were all key, really, to the Giants' success, but these guys in particular are some of the more underrated, under-the-radar type guys. You know, I tried to stay away from the Daniel Joneses, which, duh, we all know he's going to be one of them. Saquon Barkley, we know he's going to be one. We know Kenny Galladay is going to be one. Blake Martinez, James Bradbury. Um, Adoree Jackson. So I tried to think outside the box a little bit on some of them. And this next one, this is going to surprise you, but I really think this is a guy who is going to be one of those under the radar types. And that guy is, drum roll please, running back Devonta Booker. Okay, now you're saying, come on, Pat, what's up with that? Devonta Booker, really? Hear me out, guys. All right, so right now, the expectation, the hope is that Saquon Barkley is going to be back on the field in 2021. He's going to look like his old self, and he's going to be, you know, bit better and faster and stronger than ever. The problem is, is we don't know when that's going to happen. You know, usually, and think about this for a second. In the past, usually it's been said, oh, you know, so-and-so's injured, but he'll be ready for training camp. Or so-and-so's injured, he should be ready for the start of the season. And these 
predictions, if you will, were made months in advance of the actual start of the season. So with that said, not knowing when Saquon Barkley is going to be ready. And by the way, if I had to take a guess right now, and it is, I get it, it's June 28th, and we've got July and August and and September yet to get through. Um, My guess is that Saquon Barkley probably will not be 100% ready by week one. I would even go so far as to wonder if he's even going to be active for week one. And I say this because we all know this is a very serious injury that Saquon Barkley is working his way back from. It is also the type of injury that he has never before had. So right now, all these peaks and valleys that he's experiencing as he goes through his rehab, they're all new to him. He's not sure necessarily what to expect because everybody's different. There's no cookie cutter rehab or schedule or, oh, look, it's day number 200 since you've had your, your surgery. So this is how you should be feeling. This is what you should be able to do. Everybody's different. And that's what Saquon Barkley is finding out. That's what the Giants have known. And that's why it's very hard for them to predict what's going to happen and say for sure, Saquon Barkley is going to be 100% and he's going to be able to take um, 80% or more of the snaps in week one. They just can't do that. That said, that leads me to my choice of Devonta Booker. This is a guy who, again, I've said this before, I'll say it again. When he was signed and Dave Gettleman spoke of him before the draft, he said, this is a guy who is an every down back not a third down back, not a receiver out of the backfield, an every down back, a guy who can do everything you need him to uh, as a running back. So if Saquon Barkley isn't ready, if Saquon Barkley cannot take a full workload, guess who's probably going to get a good chunk of that work? Yep, you guessed it, Devonta Booker. And guess who's going to have to step up and perform and be successful in that role? Yep, you guessed it again, Devonta Booker. So that, folks, is why Devonta Booker is on my list. So that's my surprise addition. All right, let me go on to the next guy on my list. And I'm going to go back to the rookie class. Aziz Ojulari, edge rusher. Now, This is probably a pick that you can say, duh, of course he's got to step up. Again, you could could say any of these guys have to step up, but especially a second round pick. And for me, Aziz Ojolari, the Giants haven't had a guy who is a stud pass rusher in, I I think you would have to go back to the days of Jason Pierre-Paul, to be honest with you. You know, you look at at the the years since Marcus Golden, when he was here, some flashes, but, you know, he was never really, I guess, a number one pass rusher um, in the way of Jason Pierre-Paul. Golden was probably more of a number two, despite the fact that he led the team in sacks in 2019. Um, You know, you've seen flashes from Lorenzo Carter and from O'Shane Zimenez, but the injuries kind of, you know, stunted their growth a little bit there last year. The Giants, you know, they they just need somebody to just become that homegrown 
stud pass rusher. And I think in Ojulari, that's the guy they're eyeballing. Now, you know, I mentioned Lorenzo Carter. He's entering his contract year. He is also um, a guy who I believe plays mostly on the strong side, whereas Ojulari, I think, is going to be more of a weak side pass rusher. So they need to get the production from that pass rush. And the Giants, very cleverly in upgrading the secondary, now they got guys who can cover and hold their coverage long enough for the guys up front to do what they need to do. They didn't have that necessarily last year. So the idea is to get, to maybe build a little momentum, maybe build up some confidence. And, you know, Ojulari is, is probably the one guy out of the draft class that I think is probably one of the most interesting guys in this class. And that's not a diss to the other guys. They're all interesting in their own ways. But Ojulari, I think, is going to end up playing probably the biggest role out of the rookies, if I had to take a guess right now. You know, obviously, we'll see what happens in training camp. But right now, if I had to take a guess, that would be the guy I would say keep an eye on because he's the one who stands to make the biggest impact on this team. Okay, a couple more, and then we will wrap up our list. I mentioned Lorenzo Carter, and he's on the list. That's right. Last year, Lorenzo Carter showed signs of of finally, you know, turning the corner, coming into his own as a pass rusher, and then the Achilles injury happened. So, look, you know, coming back from an Achilles injury is tough, especially when when your position requires you to have speed and quickness and the ability to cut and change direction on a dime and all that stuff. The fact that Lorenzo Carter was out there during the spring running around looking no worse for the wear, that was very encouraging. Lorenzo Carter, you could just see the confidence in him. I didn't see that confidence in him when he was a rookie. When he first came here, he was he was kind of lost. He just he knew what to do. I don't think he knew how to do it. Now you can't say that about him. I think now you can say he not only knows what to do, but how to get it done. And that's the big difference. And that's what you started to see from him last year. So maybe it's asking a lot to say, well, hopefully Lorenzo Carter can pick up where he left off last year before that Achilles injury. I don't think it is. I don't think Lorenzo Carter think it it, it is. So... His success, and you know, I mentioned again, he's he's entering a contract year. This is a big one for him. He started to show signs of becoming a legitimate homegrown pass rusher for the Giants. The injury happened. Okay, Lorenzo, you're healthy. Let's get you back on the field and let's see what you got, kid. Because it's going to be just, you know, if he puts it all together and Ojulari does his thing on the other side, and then you have the supplemental guys. Uh, filling in on on the sub packages, you know the Ellerson Smiths and the the Zimenezes. That pass rush is going to be sick this year, and I can't wait to see it personally. All right, last player on the list, and I I hinted to this in the last segment, but you know I'll mention it again in case you forgot. Darnay Holmes, slot cornerback. Now I had mentioned Aaron Robinson as the fifth guy on the list. Um, And again, this list isn't in any specific order. So why do I have another slot cornerback on the list? Well, 
you know, a lot of people think that just because the Giants drafted Aaron Robinson, that's the end of Darnay Holmes. I don't think that's the case. Darnay Holmes last year, considering he hadn't, hadn't really played the slot cornerback position in college at UCLA, wasn't that bad. He didn't do that bad of a job. And, you know, again, you look at how Patrick Graham rolls. He likes to, to basically mix things up a little bit. Yes, he has his core players at certain positions and for certain roles. But he likes to be able to mix things up. And I, I think that will Darnay Holmes see a reduction in some of his snaps? Yes, I do think so. He did take the bulk of the slot cornerback snaps last year. But I don't think we have necessarily seen the end of him in that role. And look, as I said, he didn't do a bad job last year. Uh, Where he kind of lost out a little bit, I think, is when he had to go against taller guys. And that's where Aaron Robinson, you know, rotating Aaron Robinson, who, as I said, is 6'1", is going to, you know, help the team because now they have options. You know, Holmes, of course, standing 5'10", but playing like he was, you know, a lot bigger than that. So I just look for Darnay Holmes, who towards the end of last year, I think he had a knee injury that kind of affected his play there at the end of the season. I think he's going to be a contributor on this defense. I don't think we have seen the last of him. I don't think he's going to lose his job necessarily to Aaron Robinson. Um, Patrick Graham, he's, he, he must, he probably can't wait to get started with all this talent he has now. And these guys, you know, once they put them together and they figure out who does what best and what combinations work, and I'm sure the coaches have an idea of that now that they've had, you know, an off-season, you know, the OTAs and, and the minicamp. This team's going to be so much better, folks. I would be absolutely stunned if the Giants don't make it to the playoffs this year. And, you know, they're going to do it with a lot of guys who you wouldn't think are as key to the success as, you know, some of the bigger names. But these guys, I'm telling you, all these contributions that these guys are capable of making, it's all going to add up. If they come through with the goods, it's all going to add up and it's going to make for a fun season for Giant fans and for us in the media. All right, Giant fans, that is going to do it for today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if uh, I left anybody off the list and you want to mention somebody I left off the list, you know, drop me a line. Locked on Giants podcast at gmail.com. And uh, at some point, we'll do a, a mailbag coming up or, you know, maybe on the next show, if I get any responses, I'll mention them uh, to start off the show. But I hope you enjoyed it. And I hope you will stay tuned for more here on the Locked on Giants podcast. Remember, we are doing our summer schedule. So we are coming to you Monday, Wednesday and Friday. Our next show will be Wednesday. Until then, you have a great week.